Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montes, founder of Scalosity Works and of the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community. Now, in the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching community, I have the opportunity to guide founders and entrepreneurs and business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond to help give them the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that's going to deliver a competitive edge for your business and to help you build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job, but a business that provides the financial freedom that you always wanted out of your business. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award, and how to reduce business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will work to sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will actually lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through both good times and bad, how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and much, much more. So if you're ready to build a team of 10Xers that can power your business to new heights, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works. You know, I started this podcast with one goal in mind, to help founders, CEOs, and business owners hire employee number one and beyond to help them build amazing companies that are powered by amazing people. It's that simple. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award while reducing your business risk with proactive HR strategies that have real-world applications. Now, as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey with us, I will sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will lower your business risk, how to improve employee experience and employee performance, how to lead your team through good times and bad, and how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and more. So if you're ready to build a team that's going to power your business to new heights, let's get started. Today, we are going to talk about EVP, Employer Value Proposition. Now, if you've built a, a business that has a product or you know, you're building something that requires an MVP, a minimally viable product, I'm sure you've heard of that term. But you may not have heard of EVP, Employer Value Proposition. And the Employer Value Proposition isn't discussed enough. A lot of big companies discuss it, but a lot of smaller companies don't think about their EVP. And so I want to use this time that we have together today to, to make a mindset shift with you. Because I still hear a lot of business owners saying, you know, can't find good people out there, hard to hire, nobody wants to work. The reality is this. There is a lot that is within your control to bring great talent into your organization. So let's not focus on the percentage of people that don't truly want to work or the percentage of people that want something to be easier handed to them. Let's not worry or focus about them because we can't do anything about them. Let's focus on building the systems within our organization so that we can attract the top talent, the high performers they're going to, going to help us collectively achieve the growth and success that we all want. As I was thinking about EVP and the importance of it to 
you know, small businesses getting ready to hire employee number one. I took a look at a, an older McKinsey survey that they did. So McKinsey surveyed a lot of employers throughout Europe and North America. And what they found was that these employers, which are going to be bigger companies, were going to require 16 to 18 million more college-educated workers than were going to be available. So these companies may not be able to fill one in every 10 roles that they need to fill, much less fill them with top talent. So they definitely are in a bind as well. And this study was done a couple of years ago. The good news is this. A lot of companies are starting to look less at college requirements and more at the skills that the person brings to the table. You know, there, there was a day where you couldn't get a job at Google unless you had a top-tier education. And, and a lot of these big companies are starting to move away from requiring these big expensive degrees because they realize that just because you have a big expensive degree does not mean you are going to be a top performer. So with that being said, let's get focused on EVP and how we can utilize that to create a magnet for your organization that will allow you to build a team, not just a team, but a high-performing team. Now, as you get ready to hire, what you don't want to do is make a hire just because you have to fill the role. Because when you hire somebody simply because I've got to fill the role, I got to get something in that seat, it's got to get filled, and it ends up being the wrong hire, those mistakes are costly. We know that top talent has the potential to be eight times more effective than an underperformer. So if you hire an underperformer just to fill a role, you are not going to get the effectiveness out of them that you need. Take the time to make sure you find the right person for your company and for that role because they're going to be far more effective in the long run and give you a lot less trouble in the long run as well. Now, there's two quotes that I love that have been said by two very successful people that sum up the talent game, if you will. The late Steve Jobs of Apple, he summed up the talent's importance with this advice. Go after the cream of the cream. A small team of A players can run circles around a giant team of B and C players. And the other quote that I love out there is by Jim Collins. Now, he authored Good to Great. If you haven't read Good to Great, I strongly recommend it. He wrote the book in 2001, but it is a timeless book about the flywheel that is necessary to build a successful company. His statement is that the single biggest constraint on the success of my organization is the ability to get and hang on to enough of the right people. So his biggest challenge was not only finding the right people, but hanging on to them, right? So retention. Now, here's a scary fact. 82% of companies out there do not feel they know how to attract top talent. Now, these are big companies, so you're probably sitting there scratching your head going, well, if these big companies don't know how to attract top talent, how am I going to do it? That's what you're going to learn today as we go through the rest of this podcast. And we know that talent matters because it's high value and it's scarce. And the reality is this, the difficulty of replacing top talent is high. When you have a top performer leave, it creates a huge gap in your organization and you have to focus on filling that gap, which is going to take time. If you get this right, it's a huge opportunity for you because it's going to give you a competitive edge against the other companies that you're competing against in whatever space you're in. So let's start talking about how you can create an EVP that becomes a magnet for top talent. Now, leaders, they know the term employee value proposition or EVP. It's what employees get for what they give. And gives come in many flavors. It's time, effort, experience, ideas. It's all the contributions that that employee gives to you and your company. 
What are the gets? Well, gets include those tangible rewards, the experience of working for your company, the way that person gets led through your company, the coaching they receive, how they develop as a professional, the substance of the work that they do. Now, if your EVP is truly stronger than the competitions, you will attract and retain the best talent. It's as simple as that. Now, the starting path to creating your EVP, you have to understand what is important to top talent. And it really, believe it or not, is subbed into four buckets. And if you understand these four requirements of what top talent is looking for, you start to understand how you're going to build your EVP and what you need to focus on. So those four buckets are, they want great leaders, they want to work for a great company, they want a great job, and they want great rewards. It's as simple as that. Now, let's unpack each of those a little bit and understand what do each of those mean. Great leaders. Well, top talent is looking for leadership that's inspirational, leadership that is supportive, leadership that is empowering, leadership that is focused on their development. That is what top talent is looking for out of great leaderships. Great company. What is top talent looking for out of a great company? Well, they're looking for a company with a strong reputation, strong core values, a healthy culture, and a business that delivers results to the clients, right? They want to work somewhere where that company delivers the results that they promise to their clients. Reputation is important. Remember this, employees, future employees will do their research on you before you ever talk to them. Your current and your past employees can leave reviews on Glassdoor and Indeed. They can communicate to the world, hey, this is what it's like working here. And I've got news for you. Future employees are going to take the word of existing or past employees well over your word. It's no different than a Yelp review at a restaurant, right? So your reputation as an employer has to be managed and kept as solid as possible. The third dimension that top talent is looking for is a great job, right? They want that job to be interesting. They want opportunities for growth. They want opportunities for advancement. They want that job to have an impact. Now, if you're a smaller company, you know, you're not going to be able to promise them a VP role in three years, and that's okay. But you can still build on the other dimensions, right? Just because you aren't getting an official promotion to a bigger role doesn't mean that you can't have professional development in the job you're in. Doesn't mean you can't take on more responsibility, earn more money, and continue to be challenged in the role you're in. So there's a lot of ways for you to make that job great, even if you're a smaller employer. Last but not least is the great rewards, right? Good compensation package, good benefits, good perks. The non-financial forms of recognition are important, right? We know flexibility is a key, key component for top performers. So those are the items that fall under great rewards. Now, unfortunately, you know, most companies get the EVP wrong, and this is what makes it difficult for them to attract top talent. And there's three reasons over my years of doing this, past 20 years of HR, people operations, and business operations, I see three reasons that continue to create this problem. So let's go over these three mistakes so that you're aware of them and you know not to make them. So number one, you have to avoid being non-distinctive. What do I mean by that? You now know that top talent is looking for great leadership, great company, great job, and great rewards. But it's virtually impossible to deliver on all four of those, especially earlier in the company's life, right? It is virtually impossible to excel at all four of those dimensions. 
So what happens is if you're focusing on all four of those dimensions, it looks great on paper, but you can't actually deliver on that in the real world. So be distinctive by focusing on one of those dimensions. Choose one of those dimensions that you are going to excel at, and over time, you can build on the rest. And you're going to choose which dimension to focus on based on what the top performers, the avatar of your future employee look like. And that's how you're going to choose which dimension to to focus in on. So the second mistake that I often see companies making are that they try to target everybody. They create that EVP and they target everybody. Instead of creating that EVP and focusing it on what does your top performing avatar look like and what's important to them. So for example, if you are looking to hire a high performing salesperson and you know that your avatar of that top performer requires autonomy. Just tell me what my sales quotas are and let me go to town. Leave me alone. I will deliver results. You need to focus on the dimension of that autonomy piece, which could fall under the great company dimension, right? Our company provides autonomy. We don't micromanage. We allow our people to you know, get out there and make decisions and make mistakes and learn from them. So you have to understand what is important to your top performing avatar, i.e. your future candidates, and focus your your EVP around that. The third mistake that I see companies making is that they are not realistic. They want to look good on paper. So they design this EVP that makes sure it speaks to great leadership, great company, great job, and great rewards. Looks great on paper, but if the EVP and the actual experience do not line up, People are going to see through this. And then what happens? Your reputation as an employer will take a hit. You see, the whole thing is circular here. Everything is tied into the ecosystem. So how do you go about building your EVP? That's how we're going to wrap up the podcast today is guiding you through the five A's to building your EVP. Those five A's are you're going to aspire, you're going to assess, you're going to architect it, you're going to act, and you're going to advance. So let's break these down. Aspire. What do I mean by aspire? If you're going to aspire, what does your EVP need to look like and how are we going to do that? So we have to determine what are my talent requirements in the organization? What role do I need to fill? And what do I need to aspire to with that EVP to make that, to bring that role, to bring that person in to fill that role, right? So you got to start by architecting that. Then you're going to assess You're going to understand what the avatar candidate cares about, right? Again, going back to the sales, you know, you want to bring in a high-performing salesperson. What does that look like, right? What's important to them? What's going to attract them to your organization? If it's the autonomy piece, if it's compensation, right? Maybe they want a great base salary, right, to them. Compensation is extremely important. It's $400,000 a year. You know, you build a great compensation package that, that gives them uncapped commissions or bonuses or however you design it. You have to understand what is important to your top talent so that you can design and focus on that particular pillar of the EVP. Third is architect. This is where you sit down. Once you've assessed what's important, now you have to architect it. How am I going to take it from strategy to implementation, right? If it's autonomy, how am I going to design and lead my organization so there is autonomy for the employees without me giving away total control or without there being checks and balances in place, 
or if that top performer of that particular role you need to fill, if what's important to them is that they always need to be learning new skills, you need to think through, how am I going to create an environment where I can continually challenge this employee, provide continued development skills, and, and make sure that they feel challenged every day, right? This is where you sit down and you architect out how you're going to implement. Fourth is act. Once you've done this, now you got to act. Now you got to go out and hire. You got to recruit. You got to bring that top performer in. And once they're in, you don't stop at that point. You need to constantly review is what we're doing working? Are we aligning our AVP to the actual role? Do they feel that that's still aligned? Right? Review, analyze, get feedback, pivot, adjust as you need to. Do not sit stagnant. And last is advance. Once you figure out what's working, double down on that as you start building your team. Continue to double down, build on it, make it stronger. All right. So now you have the insight, the framework, and the path to build out your EVP that's going to be a magnet for top talent. So I've got a special offer for the Entree to Employer community. So if you're looking for more coaching and guidance on hiring employee number one and beyond, I've created the Proactive HR Membership to help accelerate founders, CEOs, and business owners' success with building high-performing teams. And based on my years of experience in people operations and business operations and you know helping take a startup from nothing to 150 employees and $100 million a year in annual recurring revenue, I've taken all those successes and failures and wins and losses, and I've created this membership community, which is going to have coaching, community, and playbooks. So what is the coaching? Well, Coaching is just working with you as these HR problems come up and helping you build your HR foundation, right? There's two sides you're going to face as you build your HR foundation. You're going to have the reactive HR issues that you need to talk through, such as somebody getting hurt on the job and you may not have a system in place yet to deal with workers' comp or to deal with medical clinics or on-the-job injuries. We'll coach you through every one of those reactive HR things that happen, which then once we've coached you through it, It goes from being a reactive situation to being a proactive situation because now you have a system in place to deal with it moving forward. So we're there to coach you through all of the different HR things that may happen throughout your business. And we'll also work with you on the HR, what I like to call the proactive HR things, the things we can do to build an HR foundation so that you can successfully grow and build your team. The second part of the proactive HR community is going to be just that community, right? As more members join, you're going to be with like-minded business owners, founders, CEOs that are all charging towards the same thing, building high-performing teams, creating great employee experiences, and taking your companies to whatever milestones and goals you each desire. And when that community comes together, you're going to create masterminds and you'll have conversations and people that you can bounce ideas off of. There's so much power in community. Third, playbooks. This is one of my favorite parts of the Proactive HR membership. Putting together playbooks for you that are going to be 15, 20, 30 minutes in length with actionable frameworks for you to utilize on very specific HR topics, such as how to write a job posting that's going to attract top talent, how to design your recruiting system that's going to fill the pipeline, how to onboard an employee for success, three-step framework for dealing with underperforming employees, and many more. We're going to build out a playbook each month. So you're going to have resources to utilize to help you build your HR foundation. So I'm currently running a founding members launch for the first 25 members. If you're interested, the link is going to be in the show notes. Well, I truly hope you've enjoyed this episode of Entrepreneur to Employer Podcast. And if you have, would appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe to the show. I would love if you would leave us a review. I read each and every review and I use every one of them to help make the show just a little bit better. All right. Look forward to talking to you next week. Make it a great week.